generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Let's go to Luke chapter 5. I'm going to start from verse 1 and read all the way to verse 11. But I might ask you to read one or two verses with me. If you're in Luke chapter 5, can you say amen? amen. I need that amen to be louder. Amen. I can't even get an amen from this side. Amen. So it was as a multitude pressed about him, Jesus, to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Genesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. They thought it was over, just like some people think that Nigeria is over. Some people think, I've washed my nets of Nigeria. If people want to go and die, go and kill yourself, I'm not a part of it. But look at your neighbor say, it's not over yet. They were washing their nets. Verse 3, he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down, Jesus sat down, and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets. Oh my word, that's somebody's word today. The next level of breakthrough you're about to have will be so deep. Oh, your amen doesn't sound like it's ready. If there's one person who, who, who wants me to put to them today, because I'm, I'm not really moved by numbers, I'm moved by response. So if there's one person, who, who's the person I'm preaching to? If it's one, I need a shout from them. It looks like Josiah's ready. I said the next level of breakthrough in your life will be so deep. It looks like Salah is ready. It's going to be so deep. To some people, this is just hype. To somebody else, it's a prophecy. It's going to be so deep. He said, but you've got to launch out. God told me specifically that somebody is just launching out from today. That all you've been doing the last 29 years of your life, the last 32 years of your life, the last 48 years of your life, you've just been rehearsing. You've just been putting things together. You are about to launch. You are about to launch into a new dimension. Launch on a new level. Launch. Oh, what were you doing before? You were ideating before. You were doing design thinking before. You were getting resources together before. You were in the research lab before. But somebody is about to launch into the deep. You are about to break into something new. You are about to discover something new. Out of where you were before. It was the same sea, but a different experience. It was the same boat, but a different experience. It was the same net, but a different experience. Because when Olua is involved, it might be the same old net, but there will be new fish. The same industry, but new breakthrough. The same degree, but new breakthrough. The same certificate, but new breakthrough. Benny, are you here this morning? I'm telling you, somebody, you are really about to launch. I wanted to high five yourself and say, Danny, get ready, get ready, get, 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 get. 
born and ready for me to expect to go to testimony a few months ago. But that's not all God has for you. How about put an extra zero behind what you've got? Oh, if you've been with me, you know that I'm not a materialistic preacher. But this morning, one of my assignments is to blow somebody into a dimension of material prosperity because God said you've suffered too much, you've worked too much, you've managed for too long. And the God who made intangible blessings is also the God who made material blessings. And if he gave Peter material blessings before he called him into the ministry, you better get ready for some material blessings. A car is about to be rolled up into your parking lot. A new phone is about to be sent your way. New money is about to come into your material space. I'm not just going to tell you that God wants to bless you with immaterial things. You need a MacBook. You need a new office. You need a new apartment. You need some new clothes. I release them unto you. The prophetic has no problem blessing you with material things. Ella, do you hear what I'm saying? Ella, the devil will no longer give you Ella. Oh, my Yoko party. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When Saul encountered Samuel, he said, as you are leaving, one of the signs of this prophetic encounter is that material blessings will come into your life. I release upon you gifts. I release upon you, Timmy. I release it upon you, Demola Drew. You better get right, Demola Drew. You're about to draw some things. You're about to move some things. Glory, God showed me something about your conference, that the days will come that people will hire buses from different states to attend your conferences. You better get ready. We are not here to play games. High five somebody beside you and tell that person, I receive it, I receive it. Tell the person I'm prospering on purpose. I might as well get into the preach. Please be seated. I might as well get into the preach even though I'll cite some other verses later. I want you to understand something. That prosperity is God's idea. I want to understand something. The riches are God's idea. God did not just happen upon him and say, oh wow, so there's such a thing as prosperity. Oh wow, there's such a thing as breakthrough. No, God is the author. God is the originator. God is the possessor of everything in heaven and on earth. He does not wait for somebody to begin to introduce him to the concepts that he himself created. He is the initiator of that. I believe that many believers, when you see God in his opulent glory, in his splendiferous majesty, in his exuberant power and provisions of riches, you are going to the breathtaking. When John the Revelator, he tried to describe the glory of God. He said, I saw his eyes burning like fire. He said his feet were like burnished bones. He had a bronze. He had a gold belt around his waist. Look at somebody say, your God is not a small God. He is not a God who has to seal to be rich. He does not have to, to manipulate people to be wealthy. He says, the cattle on the thousand hills, they belong to me. He didn't say a thousand cattle on the hill, cattle on the hills. He said, the cattle on a thousand hills. So if it looks like the enemy is taking over one hill, God has more hills. When it looks like one inflow is about to drop, God has more. 
people. I want you to never depend on your job as your source. Never depend on the client as your source. Never depend on your biggest customer as your source. Never depend on anything or anyone as your source. Depend on your God. High five your neighbor for fire and tell your neighbor, my God is a blessed God. Tell somebody else, say, my God, he's a blessed God. He's the too much God. He's the abundant God. He's the incredible God. He's the faithful God. He's never failing God. He's never starving God. In Philippians chapter 4 verse 19, he says, my God shall supply all. Give them Philippians 4.19. But my God shall supply what? Oh, come on, somebody say there are how many needs? Oh, I'm going to look for seven people because I didn't really get it. Please look for seven people. And I wanted to preach it like this. He will supply your material need, your financial need, your emotional need, your mental need, your relationship need. Nigeria. That means if I'm in Nigeria, my needs are met. Did he say I will supply all your needs if you finish me the first class? It means if I had no class, all my needs would be met. Did he say you supply all your needs if you are married to a rich man? That means if my husband is going through a tough season, my needs will still be met. Are you hearing me? Did he say you supply all your needs if your candidates won the elections? from God to our preference and God said my provision predates your preference oh someone now said my somebody said my God who's speaking Paul is speaking to who the Philippian church he said my God somebody say my God shall supply he's not just going to provide he will supply to supply means to deliver it where I need it to make it available for use <laughs> it means to distribute that means if it's tied as a donkey at a junction he knows how to send people to untie it it means if it's in a rock he knows how to use a, a seek to open up the rock it means if it's fish like in the days of peter he knows how to bring fish out of the belly of the earth look at your neighbor say no shaking Revelation chapter 5. Let me show you something. Somebody shout, I'm prospering on purpose. <laughs> See me, observing and preaching and prophesying more than I'm teaching this morning is intentional. I need to open up something in your spirit, not just your mind. Oh, Manasseh, somebody shout, all my needs are met. <laughs> Oh, 
all. Have you noticed that the things you were scared you would never have 10 years ago, you now have? The things you were anxious about five years ago, you now give out. The morning that was such a big deal, this that you remember when you were in Unilag? When Corridus Park was the biggest blessing in your life. Have I got a witness? And you used to jump and, and dance around over Corridus Park. And now, all of a sudden, this six is a big boy, managing artists. And earning money as in charge of the largest drum network in Africa. Now, not everything is money, but his influence has grown. His capacity is growing. The Lord is supplying. How many of you know that sometimes relationships are more powerful than money? In fact, generally, they are better than money. Better than gold. Come on. The altar's good to see you this morning. Are you alright? I'm so happy to see you. Come on now. Revelation 5. See this. Let me show you this. <laughs> I should show you. <laughs> Verse 9. Verse 9. And they sang a new song. God told me. He said today somebody is being born again. You are being born into kingdom citizenship. Where you realize it does not matter what's going on in Nigeria. My, the Bible says that he lifts me. That's how he saw waters. He makes me lie down in. Somebody shout green pastures. Even when the green passport is not greening, my green pastures are greening. And because my green pastures are greening, I am greening. And my finances will never be bala blue. Oh, you all didn't hear what I just said. High five your neighbor, say green, green, green. No bala blue in my life. No bala blue in my destiny. No bashabasha in my life. Jesus is opening up things for me. Revelation chapter 5. Revelation 5 verse 9. And the sang a new song. I want to show you something. Saying you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. <laughs> because some things are hidden. But they are being opened to you this morning. Amen. Jesus said blessed are you for your eyes see. Your ears hear. He said, your heart, it understands. He says, fear not, little flock. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. How does God give you the kingdom? He gives you the kingdom first in redemption. And then next by revelation. So you receive the kingdom, not just when you apprehend things physically, but when you apprehend it spiritually. When the eyes of you understand, there's something. You know when you see something, you cannot see it. He says to open, for you were slain. Watch this. Look at your neighbor say, Jesus is the real slay king. You were slain and you have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and and somebody say, Motibolo Nigeria. 
That means Botabolo or Nigeria. That means that my life is not at the mercies of Nigeria. Nigeria is at the mercies of my life. I'm not a victim of this system. I'm a victor in the system. I'm not a wretch in this system. I'm a reformer of the system. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I don't see myself as being split in no. I see myself as one of the architects. Architect of a new Lagos. One of the architects of a new Nigeria. And guess who my foremen are, who my builders are, who my contractors are? You. Because the new captains of industry, the new people who will be billionaires and dollars without corruption, without manipulation, who will receive even ideas in the service, and who will receive prophetic injection in the service, you will rise in another level. Damn, are you okay this morning? Are you receiving this morning? Hey, Messiah, slap somebody a high five and say, Get ready! When you read the news, don't read it like a victim. When you post, don't post like a victim. <laughs> Are you getting this now? He says he was slain. Now, the fact that people are being slain does not mean God's redemptive work concerning the nation is not happening. As a matter of fact, the closer you are to the new Nigeria, the more bloody things will get. Every child knows, every mother knows that when the baby's head has crowned, all oh, there's pandemonium everywhere. Let me tell you, Nigeria, the new Nigeria has crowned. It's not going back. It, it cannot. The believers just need to remain postured and prophetic push. It cannot go back. How long can they do this? Not much longer. Not much longer. Something is breaking already. It says, you're worthy, you've redeemed us. Verse 10, he didn't just redeem us out of every tribe, tongue, people. What has he made us? made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign. Shout I'm reigning. Say I'm not H2O but I'm pouring. Say I'm prosperity and I'm prosperity I'm pouring. If I'm prosperity in I'm not just prospering. I make others prosperous. He said, we shall reign on the earth. Now look at where I'm going. Verse 11. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne. The living creatures and the elders. The number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 times thousands of thousands. Saying with a loud voice, watch this now. Worthy is the Lamb. Don't miss this. Who was slain. To receive. Sometimes God slays you before he gives you. The slaying is not for deprivation. The slaying is to receive. Don't distract people. This is too important. The slaying is to receive. Some of you, your finances were murdered because God wants to open up something new to you. You were too addicted to 250,000 a month. Heaven said, what is that? Kill it. Don't want to like them. Kill it. Leave them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Christ in his physical body could not operate in dominion over all of the elements. So he had to be slain. Because as long as Christ is in his physical body, 
there will be no Jesus as we know it in Nigeria. There will be no Jesus as we know it in America. He will only be in Israel. Are you getting this now? People in business are going to tell you that for you to move from sole proprietorship to international business, the CEO has to die many deaths. He has to die to cease to control, to micromanagement. He cannot be everywhere. So he installs himself in policy documents, in software and systems that anybody from Shanghai to Gungadu to Ugadugu can log onto the portal and still feel the same spirit. Are you here? So what God does many times is that he kills, as it were, you and your attachment to certain levels of provision. Not because he's trying to deprive you, but instead you've been playing too small for too long. Oh, who am I speaking to? I'm going to show you from the text. You've been playing too small for too long. He said the lamb was slain to receive what? Before Jesus was was killed, before he died, he could send his people, some of the two missionaries, into neighboring villages. That's what the word says. But after he died, and he resurrected Acts chapter 1 verse 8, he said you shall receive what? Oh, come and talk to me. You shall receive what? No, 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 go, go back, go back to Revelation 5. Thank you for that. But Revelation 5. You shall receive power. Because he was slain to receive. So you shall receive power and then be my witnesses not only in the neighboring villages, but where? Judea, Samaria, and the they didn't have the license at that time before his death. His death gave him the license. His death, burial, and resurrection gave him the license to extend his coverage area to the ends of the earth. What I'm trying to say to you is that you've been licensed to prosper globally. Some of you are still struggling with a religious spirit. Some of you are still struggling with a religious spirit. And somebody goes, oh, well, it's just power. What happened to the apostles? What happened to the apostles in Acts chapter 2? In Acts chapter 1, he said you can receive power. What happened to the apostles in Acts chapter 2? Tell me what happened. The Bible says that people began to breathe in material resources. In other words, if you are a believer... You are saved, you are redeemed, and you are in perpetual poverty. That's not God's will, that's the choice you've made from your culture or your ignorance or your past. Because redemption comes with provision. Oh no, come on now. Redemption comes with provision. This is like, God doesn't really care. No, he does care. He said, as long as the spirit is saved, what kind of father? What kind of father will allow your spirit to be saved but you are languishing in poverty and like, go girl, I'm teaching you patience. If God has to use suffering to teach the believer instead of the Holy Spirit, is that not an indication that the Holy that the suffering is smarter than the Holy Spirit? Suffering is not a teacher. It's at best a classroom. Where the Holy Spirit, the teacher, teaches you. 
Are you getting this now? British International School doesn't teach you. Teachers teach you there. Grange doesn't teach you. Teachers teach you there. Avicenna doesn't teach you. Teachers teach you there. The Master Life WhatsApp group does not teach you. Teachers and your life is bigger than that group. The life of the student is bigger than the school is in. So Susan may be a classroom, but it's not the end of my life. Susan may be a classroom, but it's not my teacher. The Holy Ghost is my teacher. The Holy Ghost guides me into all truth. If you are not part of the Holy Ghost, you can remain seated. But if you know that what you're going through is only a season, your life is only a path, way to greater glory. If it is only a step in the right direction, please have a look for three people. High five them till their palms blush and tell them God is your teacher and Susan will not I feel God in here. I am. Look at your neighbor. Say neighbor. Feel what passion from your belly. Say neighbor. By the way, this one is not the one to be attacked to your notes. The one to be attacked to what I'm saying. Say neighbor. I didn't come to teach this one. I came to break somebody into another place. I came to break because some of you, you, you're just, listen, we have enough points to change nations. But your spirit needs to be open, to be audacious enough to say that when I face Goliath, I don't need to consult a manual. I am soft with the spirit of audacity. I can say like Caleb, give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. Give me oil and gas. Give me entertainment. Give me the media. Give me newspapers. Give me security architecture. Give me surveillance and drone intelligence. Give me artificial intelligence. Oh, some of you are still looking at me and saying, see, we're meditating here. I thought somebody was going to be shouting about what they want. Can you shout what you want? Give me a billion souls. Give me a million kings who can raise a thousand more. Give me this mountain. So to receive power. Say so he shall receive power. To receive riches, they brought the stuff to him. To receive wisdom. Paul kept on speaking and praying that you will receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Strength, honor, glory, and blessing. The word says the fear of all was upon them. Some of you are about to rise in this Nigeria. That you'll be able to call a government house and say, shut that thing down now. And they will say, yes, sir. You don't become that powerful by eating under them and thinking that when you rise, they won't tell you what to eat. It's either we go the God's way. And see, if you're going to go the God's way, this is what I'm trying to get against you. You have to let it possess you like a spirit. Because David, you have to be drunk to see Goliath and defy him. You must be drunk. You can't just have a dab of spirit juice dripping down the corner of your mouth. You can't just be familiar with the smell of spiritual alcohol. No. You've got to be intoxicated. You've got to be wild and out. You've got to be the kind of person who's not coming late for service, but you're coming to service loaded. You're already here by 6.30. You're already doing that. And you're touching the seats and saying, whoever sits on this, the person can say, and then whoever's just 
son of a drunk. That is what can combat this thing. Have you seen now all the people that say it's not prayer we need? They are now saying we need prayer. Shabi, you've done your voting. You've done thumbprinting. You've done uh, beavers. It is of the Lord. But we need both because what happened in the past is people were drunk in the spirit but irrelevant on earth. So they had spiritual power over the atmosphere but they couldn't transform anything on earth. And then we have another generation that has become obsessed with planning and design thinking and strategy and foresighting and forecasting. We have the latter rain and the former rain now. We're going to be earthly intelligent but also spiritually powerful. We will know how to use data, but we we'll also know how to be just with data. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You need to confront your neighbor. Say it's nothing about you. What he was saying is this lamb who was slain. The reason it was slain was to receive power. Who are taking over the enemy had stolen it. When Adam fell, he lost more than his innocence. He lost his kingdom. Because sin will cost you more than your peace. To cost you your power, your domain. And so Jesus was slain. It took the fall that Adam should have taken. The death, the eternal death. And then swallowed up in victory to receive these things. Can I ask you a question? The slain lamb, the resurrected lamb, was it spiritual? Was it spiritual? Spirit and spiritual. Right? Did you receive power? So I can be powerful and spiritual. There is riches. Did you receive riches? So I can be rich and did you receive wisdom? Can you be wise and spiritual? Does spirituality mean dumbness? Does it mean foolishness? Does it mean insanity? Can you be spiritual and smart? many of us are carrying baggage from the past that if you have too much money you will not pray what's nonsense many people are not even one tenth as rich as david yet they are not even praying half as much as him david was a billionaire in dollars as we know it today but it says seven times a day i will pray i will pray but the difference is when i'm praying i'm wearing golden robes when I'm laying down my floor, it's Persian world. Are you getting this? Gold trimmings. They are not the ones I worship. They are the ones I use to worship. Nonsense. If you know what the enemy has done to the church in Nigeria, where we have billions and billions and billions stashed in churches, and people are still hungry. Because we've not deployed the technical intelligence to be able to say, gather all the musicians here. We have a hundred million naira this year for music projects. We have a hundred million naira here for those in agric. And let's build and start a micro project. Are you getting this? These are the things that we're going to do in the next two, three, four, five years. Look at somebody say, I'm not intimidated by big money. Look at your neighbor and say, how much is one million? Say nonsense. Say ten million. Just the play. Hundred million. We're warming up. A 
a billion. Now you're talking. I want the spirit to possess you. I don't want you to ever feel bad that you have you have three thousand naira in your account. So what? Doesn't change nothing about you. How do I know? Because your feelings are relative. The amount is not what counts. It's the relative degree of influence and access. So Dangote, he built... Dimola, how much is, has this been referred to? 2.1 or 8 trillion? How much? 18 billion dollars that he has spent. Right? What's his worth? What's his financial worth? Somebody can get it for us. It's not, is he up to 60 billion? 16. Thank you very much. So 16 billion. Baba went to go open office in New York two years ago when he saw the misbehavior of the Naira. <laughs> Dangote has an office in New York, so we have to preserve the family capital <laughs> before people use your Naira to finish my wealth. Watch this. He's worth 16 billion, his entire worth. I want to show you something about how rich people think and how kingdom people should think. He's building something that costs how much? 18 billion. So he's in debt. If they sell everything he has now, he's in debt. So what's the difference between men? Not the amount of money they have, but the amount of wisdom, influence, and power that they have. Because he knows that that territory he has is worth more than 18 billion. It's not just the money, it's the implication on the nation. So even if he defaults, they work out terms. There's an amount you are in deficit of that the bank will be begging you to not die. Yes, <laughs> so please don't have hypertension. The, yes, ma'am. Please give out to me a microphone, please. <laughs> I, I'm trying to show you something. Pupa insurance for you, global insurance. They will do global insurance. You know why? Because even in your debt, you are worth more than almost all their customers. It's not about the money, it's about you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because based on Dangote Refinery and the new deep seaport, Chinese governments, they are positioned, they are crafting 20-year plans on one man. That is the kind of dominion God gave every human being. I want you to never in your life look at your bank account and feel bad. Are you understanding that? You've got to be radical in your spirit. Paul was writing this from a jail. He was writing, my God shall supply all your needs. The nations will be like, eh, Paul, he has not even released you. Paul is like, y'all don't get what I'm saying. My hands are in chains, but my spirit is not. My hands are in chains, but he didn't know this. 2,000 years later, the letters of a prisoner will become some of the most read material in the world. Because God does not put riches in your bank account. He puts riches in glory in your spirit. The naira can fade. The dollar can lose value. But glory will always be valuable. God's glory does not rise and fall to inflation, to deflation, to manipulation, to desperation or oppression. Glory is as valid today as it was 2,000 years ago, as it was 7,000 years ago. So when the Bible says in blessing, I will bless you more, you better be 
believer. You better believe it. You better believe it to you. Let every man be a liar. Let every currency be a liar. Let every bank account be a liar. Let every investment fund be a liar. Let every investment project be a liar. And let God be true. Please have a lift of five fellow billionaires around you and tell them you're blessed. You're rich. You're blessed. You're rich. You're blessed. I prophesy a billion flow in the house. 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 It's not that much. It's just a hundred million in ten places. It's not that much. Somebody shout, I receive. I receive. I hope you know that for this to happen, it cannot happen based on your level, last level of thinking. Because your last level of thinking is a million naira a month. It's five million in the quarter. That cannot work. I want to give you something by prophecy. I want to give you something by prophetic release. Out of the ashes. Out of the, the downfall. Out of the loss. Something comes upon you. Favor comes upon you. Riches is come to you. Increase flow to you. In the name of Jesus. What your dad couldn't give you, I give you by prophecy. What your experience couldn't give you, I give you by prophecy. What your fame couldn't give you, I give you by prophecy. Demola come real quick. I prophesy over you that you enter into another level. You enter into another level. Somebody will find you just like it. Emmanuel, you better get ready. You're too smart for 200,000, 500,000. You better get ready. Somebody is about to just like you. Like you the right way. Like you for good. In the name of Jesus, receive an inflow. Receive a surprise gift. Receive increase in your life. In the name of Jesus. He received riches, but he didn't become carnal. <laughs> Hello, sir. I think it's your first time. You came on purpose. Whatever has failed in your life was preparing you for something that's about to happen in your life. You are about to just jet up, jet up out of the sky. You are no longer going to be confused. You're no longer going to be overwhelmed. You're no longer going to be distracted. I see you launching like a rocket. Somebody shout pop, pop, pop. Look at him and say pop, pop, pop. I know some of you call me Pops, P-O-P, and I call the picture of possibilities. A pop picture of possibilities. But I come as your pop to make you pop today. I'm giving you another pop, P-O-P, prosper on purpose. 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 Somebody shout, I'll be popping. I'm popping, I'm popping. I'm popping. And eyes are going to pop. You don't know what it means to pop? Think about popcorn. Even though your pop is not a con. But the world is amazed. Con, amazed. Y'all get it, y'all get it. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? 
Because I got amazed in a message. Amazing message. Amazing message. Now watch this. When you go to those children's parties and you see those popcorn, the corn. I hope you know the popcorn doesn't start popped. It's corn. Like coconut head corn. That if you mistakenly bite on it, it might actually crack a tooth. You have that there. But what do they do? They put it in a confined space. Where there's heat. And there's glass. So people can see through the glass. That looks like something is happening, but we're not sure. Look at it. We'll say they've been looking at you. Now we're here. We'll say, hey. They put in the glass a confinement. But when the popcorn master turns up the heat, he puts some oil in it. Oil on my head. Oil on my head. The anointing is for you to pop. The anointing is for you to pop. God doesn't anoint you to stay small. There's nobody who was really anointed that remained on the same level. Not even Saul who became rebellious. Not even David. Not even G. The moment the oil comes on here, it will pop something in here. And the heat is on. What comes out is popcorn. Light and fluffy. It's white. Where was that whiteness on the inside? When the corn pops, you don't have to paint it. When the corn pops, you don't have to tailor or doctor the testimonies. You don't have to pretend you are it. Because you are so it, everybody can see it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You don't have to borrow pose. You just pose and display the glory of God. High five yourself and say, Pop, Daddy! <laughs> our text, in our text, we'll find a man who's been toiling all night. You better get ready, Messiah, for Pop. Pop it! What's your husband? Okay. Mr. Solomon, are you ready to pop? Look at neighbor say, you no longer be popping your pimples. Tell the, tell the person, say, I'm going to popping in the glory of God. I, like, I don't have pimples, oh, no problem. God will replace your pimples with dimples. And for God, that's going to be so simple. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's a, a, a testimony about fish. I want to talk to somebody this morning. Are you blessed already? Fish. Testimony of fish. Breakthrough around fish. We see that Luke chapter 5. Jesus was preaching. Luke Genesis, the pressure was upon him. The Bible says it's true. That's a preach point. The pressure was upon him. You may be sick that for a while. But when, it, when I get there, you better stand. Receive with your spirits, right? <laughs> the Bible says he was preaching and the pressure was on, but he stood preaching. I could preach that because when you're fulfilling the will of God, when fulfilling the will of God, verse one, when fulfilling the will of God and you're preaching and doing the will of God, verse one, media, there will be pressure against you. 
But in spite of the pressure, the Bible says the multitude pressed about him. People feel like fame is an achievement. But fame is actually a responsibility. Because every person that comes into your life comes with a dimension of pressure. No matter how nice anybody is, they will come with a demand at some point in your life. That's why it's impossible to be a good friend to too many people. Because friendship is such a heavy responsibility, it can task your soul. <laughs> Come on now. So, so the more people you have in your life, the more there's a demand on your time, your mind share, your energy, your space, your creativity, your prayer, your innovation, your money, your largesse, your smile, your facial disposition. Most of what I'm talking about. Because sometimes you just have to look nicer than you actually feel in the moment because you don't feel like smiling, but you know how those kind of people think that they'll think that you hate them or you don't like them. So you find a smile from somewhere and just slap it in your face. Right? I can't wait for this conversation to end. Please, can you cut the call now? Right! There's so much pressure! <laughs> so much pressure! Oh my God. I checked my phone the other day. How many contacts I had? Email and phone numbers and WhatsApp just on my phone. Not my entire email database. In other words, people that have direct access to me. Direct access. And I know about 85% of them personally. Over 13,000 contacts on my phone. Somebody shout prayer. They press against him. But the Bible says he stood. When life presses against you, don't fall. Stand. Stand. He stood because it's an assignment. And the word says that he saw two boats and he entered into one of them. Can I propose to somebody? Jesus has stepped into your boat afresh. This morning. Sounds like Pastor Jesus has always been in my boat. I know. But for some of you who are sleeping in the hinder parts. The fact that Jesus is in your life does not mean he's in every area of your life. How do I know? In the last book of the Bible, Revelation, I said, I stand at the door, I'm still knocking. Who was writing to? The church. So even the church can lock Jesus out of certain spaces. God, you're a lot over my body, Master Try to, but don't touch my money. God, you're a lot over my money, but don't touch my body. God, you're a lot over my family, but this career, I will do it the way I want to do it. Look at someone say, open the door! Make he enter! Speaking to a church, the church locked him out. He said he had to be knocking on the door of his own bride. After paying the bride price. See, can, let me just preach this. You know you're Jesus' bride? Do you know you're Jesus' bride? And uh, he paid the bride price so that as the bride you can rise. How did he pay? You see, if you, you went, Minister Oche is going to be getting married, you know. When she's going to be getting married from her culture and with her pedigree, you know, in her culture, the higher, the smarter, the wealthier, the more intelligent you are, the higher your bride price will be. So that you've schooled in the abroad and all of that. They'll put it on the list. 659 cows. 200. Ah, I was planning to marry Mr. Ocha. I don't have money for school. <laughs> if you are the husband, God will elevate you to the level where you can pay any price. Are you here, somebody? They'll give that long list. They say they want to buy expensive fabric from Turkey or some suits from Savile Row. They're going to, you know, gold bars and all of that. Sounds like surely you are worth more than that. Are you understanding? I was like, ah, let them just bring a basket of yam. 
God elevate my sons and my daughters. Open their eyes and their hearts to embrace this not out of idolatry but out of their true inheritance. They come with that list and the person is going to pay the price. Now, when Jesus paid your price, it was not yam he brought. When I paid your price, oh God, it was not gold he brought. When I paid your price, it was not Megiri he brought. It was not cowries he brought. It was not George. It was not Organza he brought. It was not a slave, royal lace that he brought or Swiss lace that he brought. He brought his own blood. That's why when he resurrected and somebody was about to touch him, he said, don't touch me. I have not presented your price. You're my bride, but we can't do that stuff. We can't be intimate. He said, I need to go and show my father in heaven. So he came, resurrected first on the earth. Then he ascended with his own blood. He did the traditional wedding before the white wedding. I know because he did not marry the church until the Holy Ghost came down. When the Holy Spirit came down in Acts chapter 2, that was the confirmation of the church. That's intimacy or into me see. And for you to see what I see, you cannot be carnal. For the carnal man understands not the things of the spirit, but the spiritual man does. Who's the spiritual man? The man in whose spirit God's spirit is in. So the Holy Spirit coming upon the church meant that what was in God is now in us. Because the bright price has been paid so we can have sex with God. Oh, someone didn't get that. If you know your real value, you will never say, I'm broke. What's that? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm prosperous. I do well in every economy, in every circumstance, in every situation, in every place. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm highly favored. It is well with me. I give you 30 seconds to say something about yourself from the premise of Jesus having paid for you. Don't be quiet. Shout aloud. Don't be quiet. Don't say it. Some of you are closing your eyes. It's okay. But you also need to learn to open your eyes when you're declaring. Declare. Sometimes it's good to close your eyes so the eyes of your inner man can see certain things. Declare it. Never broke again. The price was fully paid. Fully paid. Who's a man? Jesus name you have declared somebody say I'll never broke again I'll never be broke again say I'll never be broke one more day in my life see me there see brokenness there completely different direction I want to understand something he paid the price fully for you he paid the price fully for you so what is your food that I cannot pay for? What are your clothes that I cannot pay for? 
What's your school fees that you cannot pay for? What's your masters that he has not mastered? Show your masters your master. He will master it like a new song. Makes a master. Let me just throw this out there. Instead of some producers to mix a master, they mix a mistress. But they are not in this house. And then they produce children. <laughs> Instead of albums. <laughs> let me leave. I, 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 there are other things I can continue on. But let me see. <laughs> let me leave it. <laughs> I feel like telling Tino, but that will be a private revelation. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Then he got into one of the boats and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes. And then we have the miracle of fish. Somebody shout fish. Shout aloud and say fish. I want the shh to sound like you're frying it. Say fish. Can you smell it now? Can you smell it? Some of you are about to get fish. Ding, ding. What's your flavor? You're about to have some salmonella. You're about to have some barracuda. You're about to have some flying fish. Some ejalson. Some uh, give me those ejaro, ejaro, ejaro. Oh, y'all didn't get that. What is the big deal about fish? Because you're going to see the miracles of Jesus quite a number of times. The big deal about fish is not just fish. The big deal about fish is the spiritual significance and the spiritual positioning of man with respect to fish. Are you ready for this? So when we go to Genesis chapter 1, you're going to see something significant. Genesis chapter 1. This chair is trying to get fishy on me. Fisai, did you sit on it? Because you're fishy. As in Fisai, I'm just... All right, let's go. Genesis chapter 1. We see in Genesis 1, there is dominion released. So God, in the first day, let there be light. There was light. He called the light day. And the darkness, he called night. And then the second day, he separated the waters from the waters, famine from famine. And then we begin to see him progress. On the third day, he got out the separated the waters from the land. Now, when you get to verse 20, I need your minds now as I wind it up to a happy close. Shout, I am prospering on purpose. Kenneth, let me tell you what. You know how simple are ordained pastors? <laughs> you know how simple ordained pastors? And they say, ah, I didn't want to be pastor. Have you heard that before? Most good pastors I know didn't want to be pastors. Many bad pastors, they really do if it was a lifetime ambition. So when nobody ordained them, they ordained themselves in some cases. <laughs> some. But most good pastors will tell you that it was not in my plans. And when God spoke to me, it took me a long time to transition. Are we here? 
Why did you eventually become a pastor or a minister, music leader, or whatever, on stage ministry, which puts a lot of pressure on you, by the way? Isn't that so? Because you have to prepare. You want to be sure you're saying what God is saying. You want your spirit to be pure and clean. Your character has to be premium and all of that. Now, the same way some of us didn't want to be pastors, but we became pastors on purpose. That's the same way some of you don't want to be rich. But today, I make you rich on purpose. What is the purpose? I'm fine with my private devotion. My wife knows I love people. I enjoy your company. I'm grateful for you. I love to see everywhere packed and overflowing. The days are going to come. I'm going to see thousands upon thousands upon thousands of sins in my spirit. Right? But I don't feel less of a person in my private place of meditation and music and singing. I mean, I love the accompaniment on stage, but I can hear the songs before they play them. Are you getting that? So I'm good with that, but I'm pastoring on purpose. Not pastoring by preference, but pastoring. Not pastoring by force, but pastoring. That's the way prosperity is to certain believers. Just like certain people will be sheep without shepherd if I don't respond to my calling. They'll be gifted but confused. Lots of potential but struggling through life. Loaded but still feeling empty. Because God gives certain aspects of inheritance to certain people. That's the way certain children will never go to school. Certain widows will die before their time. Certain communities will crumble if you don't prosper. Materially. The same way. Because even though God can supply everybody's needs with our people. That's the same way he can also minister to people without pastors. But he has ordained pastors in the process to be earthly witnesses of the goodness of God embodied as vessels. That's the same way he encases provisions of grace in the material dimension in the hands of his children called billionaires. What I'm trying to say to some of you, and I hope you can hear me, is that your prosperity is as important as my ministry. Oh, see, you, you've got to understand, I prefer not to be known, but some of you have to be known. Because we need some intelligent, articulate people to appear on CNN and VOA and BBC and OWN and speak for the kingdom. Their audiences are not moved by Shindabrukapaliavuza. In fact, God never called you to move people with that. He said, edify yourself with that. He said, if you speak that way in public, interpret it. Are you hearing that? So let's stop hiding under the sophistication of our tongues and rise up to the platform of our responsibilities. I want to prophesy over somebody. Prosper. Rita, prosper. Rita, God's glory in your life, Marita. Prosper. I prophesy to you, prosper. Not only in your spirit and your soul, but in your body and in your finances, prosper. Prosper. The days are going to come where your annual income will be your weekly giveaway. Somebody who believes that, go and write it down somewhere. Go and write it down somewhere. I'm talking about largeness. I'm talking about largeness. Somebody say, I receive. Genesis 1, please, but see, let me, let me preach a little bit. Let me teach and preach. We're almost there. 
Does anybody feel rich already? Somebody say, I can touch it. When you wake up in the morning, I told the leaders to do something two years ago. Some of them have done it. I don't know if some of them have it. Their checks I write to myself. I write checks to myself. And I look at it. I say, God, I'm grateful. I'm glad I'm grateful that I now have XYZ amount in my account. Typically, it takes between a year and two for it to happen. Typically. I've done it for about four, five years now. Your mind needs to be reminded of what your spirit always knows. Because your mind can be so forgetful. Small banditry and thuggery is not small. I'm not despising it. But banditry and thuggery yesterday, some people have already given up on their destiny in Nigeria. Was it Einek that promised you an inheritance? Do you understand? This, this, see, so, there's certain things that bother me about the church. That's why I'm beginning to create more material that speaks to this dimension. Right? <laughs> By the way, I'm going to be releasing A Generation is Rising to the Public next week. We've used it only in Kings, but we're going to be releasing it next week. Because those who have been through Missionary Map, you know how powerful that is. Is Vivian in church? Okay. Alright, second service. She told me something she was reading and studying. Her dad, who's a minister, went on and on and said, Who wrote this book? Like, pastor, yeah, Pastor. This person looks like he has 40 years experience in ministry. And then went on and on. This is a reason. So I want to create more material like that because a lot of people in the church are still very sensational. So you feel very good in the church service, but at the confrontation of a position on Wednesday, you're already saying things that are not in line with your covenant. So stand fast. Be unshakable, immovable, always abounding. Are we here? Somebody shout, I have dominion. I love the energy from PLT. Everybody learn from us. Shout, I have dominion. Malakasal is good to see in your shining dress. Can you shout, I have dominion? I love the shimmering sensation. You remind me of what I put last week. You are a star. You better learn how to celebrate stars. Get comfortable with having stars as your siblings. Now, God does all that he does in creation. Go to verse 20. What, why is God big about fish? Why does Jesus talk about fish so much? Why does he do many miracles of fish? Why does he resurrect and he's still talking about fish? Are you ready to know? Verse 20. Then God said... Let the waters abound with imagine God saying, Let the abundance abound. Just like their shame was shameful yesterday, your prosperity will prosper, your abundance will abound. He said, Let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the face of vermin of the heavens. So notice when it speaks about sea creatures, he uses abound and abundance. He does not, rep he does not uh, repeat this in any of the other things that he created. He will say let it grow, let it emerge, let there be a plenty, plentitude of this. But it said abound with abundance. Do you know the next verse? Let them fly across the face of the earth. God created what? great sea creatures some of you have seen some in an aquarium when you travel to Dubai or, or Miami or somewhere where they have all those giant aquarium and 
every living thing that moves with which the waters what? Abounded according to their kind and every winged bird according to its kind and God saw that it was good. <laughs> verse 22, verse 22. And God blessed them saying what? And? And? Fill. Have you seen the words? Abound. Abundance. Multiply. Fill. And then it says let the birds multiply on the earth. Notice it does not say let the air abound in abundance of birds. So whenever you see fish in the Bible, fish represents abundance. Surplus. Excess. More than you can count. That's why even fish, when you eat certain fish and you see their eggs, how do you see them? Excess. Plenty. More are you here now? I'm getting ready to close. Don't look at me like I'm just getting started. More than you can count. Somebody shout, I have fish. Shout, I have plenty of fish. Say, my fish is plenty. Don't pronounce the teeth. Say, plenty. Say, plenty. Say, plenty. Look at your neighbor and say, hello. You got fish. Tell them how much fish you have. Tell them, tell them, tell them, tell them. Tell them, tell them, tell them. Tell them, tell them. How much fish you got? How much fish you have? What does fish stand for? Abundance, prosperity, excess. Give me the words. Prosperity, more than you need. Overflow. Saturation. Surplus. Now notice Gabby, when you see God make man in his image, verse 27, watch this to blow your mind. Verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created whom? Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and God said, let them be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Waiting for somebody to catch it. The first thing he gave man dominion over. Oh God, did you hear? The first thing he gave man over, dominion over. was fish was surplus was increase was abundance because if you can conquer prosperity you can conquer territories because prosperity is more difficult to handle than places than platforms oh are you here now because people conquer places and the money messes them up they are not in control of the money. The money is not in, in, in control of them. In Psalm 19, he said, You have set man over the works of your hands. But the first thing he gave man dominion over was fish. Somebody say, I got fish. You can't claim to be in control if you are not in possession. 
for many believers, they are not anywhere close communion. They are still dancing around redemption. But the purpose of redemption is dominion. Who am I talking to? The purpose of redemption is not redemption. The purpose of having a child is not having a child. The purpose of orgy is not the fact that she's an Oshidene. The purpose of orgy is to extend the legacy of the Oshidene clan into places and spaces and spheres and are you here now? The purpose of coming and run out is not just to jump and be and, and talk to their mother and admire us. It's to carry what God has placed in us into another generation through their gifts and their creativity and their innovation. The purpose of the believer is not to be born again. Because if the purpose was being born again, there will be nothing else to see. But I said, except you are born again, you cannot enter. That means you are born again to enter into something. Who am I talking to? You are, don't help me. The purpose of being born again is that there is a dimension of dominion that only regenerated humans can enter into. So being born again is BA. You are given a certificate or a license to explore a life of dominion. Where are my communion carriers? Where? Where are my communion governors? Where? Where are my communion kings? Where are those that God relocated me from London to Wales? Where? Can I hear a roar from somebody? The roar is not roaring yet. I came on assignment. Tell me I can hear your voice. John Benedict, I can't hear your voice. I really need the rod from your belly. Somebody shout, I have communion. Shout, I have communion. Over the fish of the sea. <laughs> oh my word. Where are the fish in the sea? And if they are great creatures, where would they be in the deep sea? In the deep sea. So when you see fish, see dominion. Now, I wish I had enough time to tell you, but, but if you go to Genesis chapter 9 from around 18, then the Bible says, Then came out of Noah's ark, beats, beasts, and cattle, and creeping things on the face of the floor. I want to understand something. When the flood happened, when rain poured upon the earth, and the fountains of the deep were broken, and the windows of heaven were open, are you aware that the giraffe went in? Mr. and Mrs. Giraffe, they went in. Come on, did they go in? Yes, Mr. and Mrs. Lion, did they go in? Mr. and Mrs. Antelope, did they go in? Mr. and Mrs. Monkey, did they enter? Mr. and Mrs. Frog, did they go in? Did you see Mr. and Mrs. Fish? Fish didn't enter the ark. Because even when God judged the earth, there were still abundance. In other words, even God's judgment does not eradicate his provision. That's why even the wicked who are under the judgment of God, God says, I still give them food. Oh, you didn't hear what I just said. What it is, is God is saying, I am up. 
obligated to provide for anyone I created, even when I'm not pleased with them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Never again in your life should you think God is against you. That's why I'm broke. No, you're ignorant. That's why you're broke. Things you're not obedient. That's why you're struggling because the fish didn't enter the ark. Yet they survived the flood. Your abundance will survive your judgment. The abundance in your life will survive Nigeria. The abundance in your life will not be swept away by the flood. We can drown mountains, but it can drown all the fish. He can take things away from me. Where are my abundance mindset people? Don't let your energy drop. Call me go to seven people. Tell them you can't drown my fish. I got plenty. He can drown my fish. I got access. He can drown my fish. He can't drown my fish. Oh, who am I speaking to? He can't drown my fish. He can't drown my fish. Say to yourself, when there's judgment on the industry or the sector, my fish is preserved. In other words, Noah didn't have to bother himself about fish. Because not even judgment stops God from being a provider. How do I know? It says, in the last days shall be like in the days of Noah. And so in the days of Noah, what were they doing? Men were getting married, eating and drinking. That means no matter how much iniquity there is in the earth, there will still be food and drinks. Y'all get that. Y'all get that. High five somebody. Say they are still a lot to eat. The enemy uses carrots and bread to try to manipulate you. But who's saying the fish are under my feet? I have dominion over the fish. I have dominion over supply. I have dominion over excess. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm almost done, but remain standing and respond. So we see that, you know, Jesus said, which one of you being evil? Well, his child asked him, <laughs> for bread and you give him stone and which one will your son ask you for fish Aye. and you give him what snake look at your neighbor say God didn't give you a snake he gave you fish what a snake manipulation theft corruption sneakiness poverty attack violence poison he said god is not like that i don't give you poison i don't give you pain stop claiming that family poverty as yours you belong to a different family a snake crept into your father's backyard through maybe ignorance or miseducation or poor education and you're saying this is my family snake god forbid your paternity changed in the cross your dna became divine nature activated are you hearing that stop owning and possessing my mother struggled it ends with you my daddy failed it ended with him are you hearing what i'm saying enoch are you hearing what i'm saying enoch can go and give that devil an enoch wherever he is offline or online enoch that guy and get him out are you hearing what i'm saying high five your neighbor say i see fish all over you 
You are not broke. Tell the person, stop pretending, stop pretending. You are not broke. You are not empty. You are not naked. You are not weak. You got stock. You have supply. He said, if your son asks you for bread, that's material supply. Spiritual also means revelation. Give your children revelation, not just the stone of the ark of testimony or the tes table of testimony. Don't just give people testimony. Show them how you survived the testimony. Show them the revelation. Give them the bread of life. Are you here? Now, when you keep going and you see Jesus, are you getting it now? Where in Mark, I believe chapter 6, they were hungry and they had no food. He said, go and see what you have. What did they bring? Fish and... Uh, say abundance and revelation. Look at your neighbor say, bring out your bread and your fish. Say, bring out your fish and your bread. By the way, when you see the miracles of Jesus, you're going to see that whenever you find bread, fish is coming. Whenever you find fish, bread is around the corner. So if you have the revelation, the provision is going to locate you. If you have the light, you are about to get the delights. Never let the enemy despise your revelation. What did they even tell you in that church? Ah, they tell me light. Light is the raw material for every other thing I need in my life. Whatever you give me, it can fade after a year. It can fade after two or three years. But the light I receive stays with me in time and in eternity. By the way, the deposit of light on the inside of you determines your incandescence in the age to come. There's going to be the glory that will come upon you. But the reason it says you should labor and I should honor those who, who labor in word and doctrine is that they are investing light in your spirits. It's literal in the realm of the spirit. Illumination can be seen in the spirit realm the same way you can see this light. And you can see that there's a difference between this light and this light and this light and that light. Are you here? We saw the last week. There's a glory of the sun, the glory of the moon, and the glory of the stars. And that of one star differs from another. So when you bring out your bread and fish, little boy, it does not end. What does Jesus do with it? When God blesses you, bless others. The blessings will multiply. When you have a revelation, stop hoarding it for your favorite prayer meeting. Share, share it. It will multiply. Now, when you go, I'm about to close. Is somebody here? In our text, he says to Peter, what did he say to Peter? Cast your nets to the cast your nets to the deep. Cast your nets to the deep. <laughs> He's about to call him into ministry. Why not just call him into ministry? Why not just rescue him from the frustration and the embarrassment of being an experienced fisherman? Say, so leave that, it's not working, let's go. He is trying to plug him back to dominion. That your entry into ministry will not be frustration. It's not frustration that will lead you into my purpose. 
It's not loneliness that will lead you into marriage. It's not scarcity that will tell you to become a pastor. How does somebody get on this now? So he had toiled all night and he caught nothing. Jesus said, before I call you to follow me, as a man, I want to reclaim your dignity and reclaim your dominion in God and give you dominion over fish. Because the first thing you are called to do is not to preach. Oh. Come on, help me. The first thing you are called to do is not to share flyers, is not to start a church. So first thing first, the first thing you are called to do is to have dominion over what? Over what? Over what? So Peter, I will give you dominion over fish. And the Bible says, he said to Peter, launch out. Guess what? The word launch means that you're about to initiate something. You're about to start something. You're about to release something. God was saying to Peter, hitherto your life has been dressed rehearsals. Hitherto your life has been preparatory. Hitherto all that you've seen before was just getting you ready for this position. I come to prophesy to somebody as we begin to wind it up. Everything you've seen so far in your life is just a dress rehearsal to where you are right now. You are about to launch into some big deals. You are about to launch into some big things. I wish those amen would be loud and strong. Launch out your voice. Launch out your platform. Launch out on television. Launch out in oil and gas. Launch out in the tech space. Launch out in international trade. Launch out in importation and exportation. Launch out into expansion. Launch out into a great and glorious destiny. Launch into the deep. Come and pull somebody by the hand and say, neighbor, launch out into the deep. Say, stop playing in shallow waters. Stop playing in a shallow ground. Launch out into the deep. Launch out. Say, go deep. Expect greater. The deeper you go, the bigger the fish. The deeper you go, the deeper you go, the bigger the fish. Say, whales don't exist in gutter water. Sufficient for leftovers. Sufficient for leftovers. Sufficient for hand me out. Go deep. Whales don't exist in rivers. Whales don't exist in ponds. If you want a whale, go into the ocean. The blue ocean strategy. While there is better than the blue ocean strategy, the God ocean strategy. Look at your neighbor. Say go deep. Say go deep. Say go. Deep. 
into deeper waters. I'm about to wrap it up, but the Bible says that Jonah, he was on a boat, and they threw him overboard, and a whale swallowed him. A whale swallowed him. Because some people, when they begin to move in a certain direction, they allow wealth to swallow them. Because whale is fish. A fish is wealth, abundance supply. But the Bible says in the middle of that, some of you feel like the economy has swallowed you. You feel like the financial responsibilities have swallowed you. But Jonah cried in the belly of the fish, in the belly of the pain, in the belly of the shame, in the belly of the depravity, in the belly of the lack. And the Bible says God caused the will to ferment him. Some of you are about to be vomited from death. A death will ferment you because fish shall not have dominion over you, but you will have dominion over fish. And Jesus came and he said, as Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights, so shall the Son of Man be in the belly of the earth. But the same way fish couldn't have dominion over Jonah, death couldn't have dominion over Jesus, pain couldn't have dominion over Esther, financial responsibilities couldn't have dominion over Larach, and yet here, grab your neighbor, say you have dominion over it, you will not die in lack, you will not die in insufficiency, you will not die in misadventure, you will not die in depravity, what are you going to have, somebody shout plenty of fish! I wanted to see this. When you look at Luke chapter 5, oh my word, you're going to see something. He says that he got, got a large number of fish. Somebody say large number. Can I prophesy over you? Fall, I get ready for this. Your testimonies will no longer come in trickles. Your testimonies, Dennis, can you handle this? Will no longer come in trickles. Do you know that having a testimony once a month is also a mindset? Every day can be loaded with testimonies. Because it gave them dominion over... Over what? I'm not a performer. I'm a prophet, I'm a pastor, I'm a teacher. So you need to talk back to me. Over the fish. Kayato balasa. Say I can handle it. Big contrast, can you handle it? Big opportunities. Vendorships. Sponsorships. Increase. So he gave him that testimony at the beginning of his ministry. And it said to him, now you're going to become a fisher of men. It is difficult. It is difficult to be able to manage men if you've not learned to manage money. It's difficult. 
You cannot be generous with people if you're stingy with money. You cannot. Because people are more complicated than money. No Naira note has ever rejected the stamp you placed on it. Oh, come on now. But people, they can make their decisions. They can move. They can stay. They can. Are you here? But it doesn't end there in John 21. John 21. So, notice what I said. Look at verse 6. Read that. Read, read Luke 5 or 6 before I go to John 21. I want to show you something. He did what? A great number of fish. Another one is a large number. Number. A great number of fish. And their net was breaking. Why was their net breaking? Because in verse 5. See what it told them in verse 5. Or verse 4 actually. Verse 4. Read the What does it say? Nets, plural. But when your expectation has been abused for long, you say, let me reduce my expectation. Let me manage this. I don't want to be disappointed again. Oh my word. He said, let down your nets. They let down one and it began to break. The Lord is sending you a net breaking flow of resources. That amen has not even reached the roof, has it? The Lord is sending you. You better receive it. You better receive it. There's a way you receive something in your spirit. And you know it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. Something you are sitting towards. Something you are planning towards. Will be done in one deal. One transaction. One move. One deliver. One supply. One project. One program. One training. One supply. It will happen in one gig. You better get ready. Let down your nets but I caught a great number of fish in you in John chapter 21 Whoo! John 21 here they had gone back to fishing <laughs> they went back to fishing but Jesus came looking for them and verse 3, Simon Peter. Verse 3, Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we are going with you also. I'll talk about this. I'll touch on this in the second service. When Simon says, I'm going to fish, guess what? People followed him, right? Fame. He didn't convince himself. I'm just going to do it. There are people who will mislead themselves by your errors. So be careful what you do. Because you're a point of reference. You didn't have to convince them. Just said, I'm going. So we're going with you. Some of you are so influential, you don't need to ask. Your lifestyle is a request. I could teach that all night, but let me leave it. We're going with you. They went out and immediately got into the boat. And that night they caught what? Does that sound familiar? This is now, years later. Caught Nothing. Because when you go where Jesus didn't send you, your chance of catching nothing very high. Verse 4. Or you catch a lot of the wrong things. Including cold. Let me prophesy over you. You will no longer catch cold. 
you will catch fish. You will catch men of fish. But when the one that now come, that means the towel all night, Jesus stood on the shore. Similar. Yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Verse 5. There must have been something glorified about him. Then Jesus said to them, Children, have you? You know, before I call them friends, and I was calling them children. By virtue of his resurrection, he had ascended to the fullness of his fatherhood. For you to become a father, you have to die to childishness. You call yourself, you want people to be respected and call your father, but you're very selfish with everything. One of the hallmarks of father is that you, you don't see yourself as the end. You see yourself as the beginning. Yes. Source and sustainer. Then Jesus said to them, children, have you had a food? They answered him, no. Verse 6. Then he said to them, cast the nets. God knows where your blessing is. God knows where the increase is. God knows who the contacts are. This week, enter into relationships. Enter into partnerships. Enter into experiences. Enter into opportunities. Enter into conversations that will shape your life, your marriage, your generations for, for, for years and years and years in the name of Jesus. So the cast the net of the cast and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish but it does not end there verse 7 verse 7 therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter that's John they did all of that all of that disciples pushed Let, let's jump all the way the Bible says that it was about 200 cubits disciples came a little bit but about 200 cubits Peter he dragged drag the net with fish you are about to drag your net with fish this amen is not i'm closing so if you are seated let your spirit be standing but i'll prefer that you're standing to receive this because some of you part of what is dragging you down is that you are just used to being down i'm saying you are about to drag see it with your mind and your spirit what does that look like let me say the way you honestly are about to clean house you are about to have the biggest inflow of your life notice peter didn't take an extra online let me tell you i can give you what an online course can never give you i can give you that by one moment of prophecy i want to give somebody that this morning peter didn't sharpen his skills peter didn't change his nets peter didn't sharpen his hook he just said, nevertheless, ask your word. I give you what nothing in your life right now can give you. The blessing of divine approval. Concerning the projects. You already approved in Christ. You already approved in God. But concerning that specific project that has befuddled you, complicated, you couldn't see your way through, you couldn't see your way through. I give to you prophetic blessings in the name of Jesus. He dragged the fish. And Jesus, when they got there, verse 9, to let you know that when Jesus is saying, do you have any bread? He's not asking for your own good. He's asking to show you that have you forgotten that you are of the caliber of people that have? He wasn't saying, do you have so I can eat? How do I know? Because as soon as they got to the land, they saw a fire of coals there and fish. Jesus is saying, I don't need your net to have my fish. 
Please give and give generously. But say, I don't need your offering to sponsor my church. Before they got there, even fire that they could not make, he had made it. God is not only bringing you fish, he's giving you the infrastructure to process the harvest. Oh, perfecta Ikemba saying amen with a long face like that. Your spirit needs to be open. God has given you infrastructure. Not only to attract, but to retain. And verse 10. Let me close. So bring some of the fish you've caught. Verse 11. Verse 11. Simon dragged, and this is what I, I want to close with. Simon went up and dragged the net to land. Full of? 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 Not serpents. Because you don't ask your father for fish and he gives you serpents. Some of you have been catching serpents. In other words, your breakthroughs have ensnared you. The promotion has brought problems. The increase has brought heartache. The job brought depression. You are about to catch something full of. Full of. Full of. Full of. What are you catching this week? The Bible says they had a multitude of fish, but he didn't call the fish large. Because you can have money, but they are small. You can have many, but they're small. So God has been good to you, but mm, at the end, even though Peter was in the backslidden state, going away from following the master, God said, Your distraction or your backsliding does not block my blessing. I will give you large fish. I release upon the house international partnerships, collaborations, big brand involvement, elevation to a level you've never seen before. In the name of Jesus, somebody shout, Yeah! Look at your neighbor, high five your neighbor. Say, Full of large fish, full of large fish. I see your life, full of large fish. I see your life, full of large fish. I see your business full of large fish i see your area full of large fish you will no longer live from hand to mouth you have dominion over the fish of the sea somebody shout i am i have dominion over the fish of the sea the floods would drown my fish i won't have serpents i have my fish somebody give them praise give them a shout Give him a roar. Give him a holler. Give him a holler. Give him a holler. Yes. Raise your hands to him. Raise your hands to him. This is the mindset you should have. That may you hear what I'm saying. Listen, some of you have done jobs where you lost money. Chicken change. Chicken, why are you getting depressed about two million? Say, I'm depressed, Pastor. 
Okay, be sad for two or three days, maybe a week. Don't be depressed. You're carrying riches and glory. If it came the first time, that means you have more on the inside of you to reproduce. If you're close to me, you know that I'm not careless or reckless. I plan, I'm strategic, but I don't live based on my on my plans. My plans are too small. I live based on his paternity, his promises, his prophecy. Are you here? Raise your hands to heaven and contact something in this moment. Go step off the stage shortly and hand over to PLT. But receive. God showed Peter even in your unfaithfulness. The first time he didn't know Jesus, he blessed him. The other time he knew Jesus and had denied Jesus. He had denied Jesus. But the first appearance of Jesus to him in the crowd, he didn't say, Peter, look at a useless boy, you that you denied me. Do you know how powerful, how much God is in love with you that he, he lavishes you with so much love? Damala is so good to see. I've missed you, man. Damala West is good to see. He's so much in love with you that you are, you are making excuses to defend the devil's oppression in your life. How can you be saying it's because of what you did? What's that? When Jesus died for you, shed his blood. Now, can you have limitations in your life because of disobedience? Absolutely. Can you have constraints? Absolutely. Does God still love you? Definitely. Will he use hunger to punish you? I don't see that in the Bible. Because even to the rebellious children, he brought quail. So there might be levels you don't access because of disobedience, but that level does not include hunger. As far as, I'm, as I see in the Bible. Food you will always have. Are you, are you getting this? Food you will always have. He's so eager to bless the poor that even says that anybody that gives to the poor, he's lending to me. Because it's my responsibility to take care of the poor. But I've chosen to use humans to do that. If you see poverty in the land is an oppression of darkness or the perversion or the proliferation of human ignorance. Poverty is a man-made concept. That's why birds, they don't go to IMF to go and get a loan. Demola pray, don't look at me. Men pray. We've had this conversation in private, so I'll begin to call you out in public if I don't see you responding. I'm more concerned about your destiny than your feelings. Pray. to see yourself as one who has dominion over fish. By the way, one of the signs of dominion is that you're willing to walk away from it. That's one of the signs of dominion. That's why with all the fish that Peter caught, he left all. He left it. Mastery is not in what you can get. It's in what you can give. What makes you a master over a level is not the fact that you can get to that level. Is that when you get to that level, that level does not get to you. It means you can walk away from it and not feel less of a person. If you die to be a president, you are weak. If you kill rather to be a president, you are too weak to be a president. The person who should be president is the one who's willing to be president and still walk away from it and not feel less of a person. God said, I never wanted to derive your word from anything other than me. I am the proof of your value. Noah was distracted for a few moments after I came out of the floor. The world looked very different. It was depressive. What, where there used to be vegetation and growth everywhere died instead of running into God. Because don't forget, Noah was the only old man after he came out of the flood. 
no friends, nobody to. It was a very depressive thing. But God said, I'm starting over with you because I want to be your friend. Let's start again, Noah. Let's build this thing again, Noah. Don't get drunk on the wine of the world when you're in that space of weakness and overwhelm. Every human will go through it. Jesus did. Receive, receive large fish. And I'm not, this one, I'm not particularly asking for you to pray for spiritual things. I want you to pray for material things. Pray for material things this morning. Trusting God for a car, receive it. Trusting God for a house, receive it. Trusting God for land, receive it now. God cares not only about your eternal destiny, He cares about your earthly experience. He does care. Talk about fame in the second service. Somebody ask God for more. Say, Lord, I've seen a bit, uh, but I receive more in the name of Jesus. In my hands, uh, in my bank account, uh, in my relationships, uh, in platforms, uh, in exposure, in opportunities, uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, my eyes begin to behold new amounts, hold new amounts, hear of new amounts. Uh, in the mighty name of Jesus, uh, I am rich indeed. Uh, I am rich indeed. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, I have the right strategy. I have the right intentions, I have the right motives, uh, and I collide uh, with prosperity in the name of Jesus. Uh, new levels of expansion, uh, new levels of open doors uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, different currencies uh, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for reminding our minds of what our spirit has always known. Thank you because our spirit will continue to have that dominion and our mind will continue to catch up. This will be our reality. We will not just pray about it, but we will see it in the name of Jesus. We now have the understanding that we have dominion over abundance. That our being saved is not just to be saved, but to have dominion even over abundance. And so in quote, abundance is beneath us. We don't need to be afraid of it, intimidated by it, toil for it. Toiling is not part of the blessing, it was part of the curse. And we are no longer under the curse. So Father, we don't toil to come into abundance. We are blessed into abundance. This is our reality in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody thank God for abundance. A new level of inflow. A new level of inflow this week, every day. Every day is a testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. ...is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.